us on Season 4, Episode 40, where we watch The Final Table, Season 1, Episode 5. I'm Chris Lorenz. The Noah Singer. The Brian Houston. Robert Ketz. All right. You know, we've been talking about it, so we had to do it. It was a cultural phenomenon like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to do it. It's 2018. (laughs) Well, the Q4, November 2018. Okay, okay. But there is no season two. No, and according to the internet, season two is not even scheduled. Oh, we'll, buddy. We'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. All right, Rob, that. give us a show description on this one. All right. Th- as we know, the Netflix show descriptions aren't great. So this is, this is a different show description I found on the internet. The Final Table is one of the most ambitious culinary competitions in the genre. The first season features 12 pairs of chefs around the world preparing national dishes from a number of nations. Each episode puts the focus on a specific country, with celebrity ambassadors, food critics, and the country's greatest chef judging the competitors and eliminating the least successful duo. In the season's final episode, the remaining teams break up, with the finalists completing as solo players to create distinctive signature dishes for the panel of all nine legendary chefs. When it's all said and done, only one hopeful earns the show's ultimate prize, a spot at the final table with the nine culinary icons. That's Final Table on Netflix. Da-doom. I kind of zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> People are cooking stuff. It's, you know, that, one, that one sentence, one-liner. About what the, Do you want me to give you the, the Netflix show description? Yeah, Here yeah, it is. Give it, to me, give it to me. Teams of elite chefs vie to impress the world's toughest palates as they whip up iconic dishes from nine nations in this star-packed competition. Perfect. Great screw description. <laughs> I guess. Here's, here's the thing. There's a... That could fit a, a few different shows, minus like the whole nine countries thing. Whoa, whoa, I got to get into that. We're going to talk about that, but not right now. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, what, what are we talking about right We're now? We're going to talk about right now is just like, okay, so the general just the show is like every like, cooking show, there's one challenge they're given in this show, they were given like an Indian dish challenge. This is the India, India episode. episode. So they were given. Call back to our. India show from last March. Yeah, so oh. Brian and I were eating Indian food, so we're like, uh. anyway. What was that uh, show called again? Love something. Uh, we'll, we'll get get the minutia in the minutia segment. Uh, they had to make butter chicken, but without chicken. Uh, so they had seven. I Why think. without chicken? I don't know. India is thirty percent vegetarian. Okay. So you got to respect the vegetarian choice. Heavy got, veggie. Got to respect. So this was judged by three judges, celebrity judges, which we'll get into. And then the bottom three teams had to compete to see who would go home. And they then they brought in their real judge, which was like mm-hmm. a real Michelin star chef, to judge these dishes. Then somebody went home. Well, it, important, And they had to like yeah. use coconut Correct. in their dish. Yeah, yeah. Important that was detail. their challenge was coconut. Yeah, apparently he has six Michelin stars across all his restaurants, which is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, he's doing very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's insane. Vinit. No, you were thinking of Love School. Love School, yeah. The Graham Generation. All about the Graham Generation. Yeah. Oh, I thought we did another, like, we did another show that was on Netflix where they visited India and did, like, Indian street, street food. food. Street Food. I think it was Street Food. We did the Indian episode of that, too. So. You guys hated that. Oh yeah, well, so very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're all we're all a collective. Here. You gotta you gotta listen to the pod, dude. Don't spoil the pod. <laughs> or for those who <laughs> are still going through the back catalog, <laughs> spoilers. 
Yeah, so uh, there's a couple things you notice right off the bat with the show. Is there's like seven groups of people left, and they're not giving any time to any of these people. If like, by you don't seven, know, you mean eight. You're se- eight groups of people? Yes. And you know none of them, so we can't talk about any of them. I don't know if that's a consequence as of <laughs> showing up in episode five versus episode one. Because we usually do S1 E1s, but we mixed it up this week. We were and mixing it up. We didn't get the intros, and now we don't know who anybody <laughs> in the show is. Yeah. So here's the thing: they still have the sides where, like, they intro like a little bit of the backstory, but they don't go into like everybody. And I don't think that they did that for episode one either. No, they they do that. So per episode. So so, so quick yeah. quick interruption. Chris and I have never seen the show. Brian and Noah have watched the entire first season before. So we jumped yeah. into season one, episode five. So Chris and I are just like. <laughs> We don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Brian and Noah have seen this all before. So that's important context that is probably going to be important to what we talk about. That that said, I binged this when it came out because I was a big fan. Uh, so that's back in November, December 2018. I mean, so also, Rob and I point, like, we were talking to Harrison, James, Annabeth about, like, let's do Final Table around this time, around when it came out. They're like, we watched it. I'm like, what do you mean you watch it? We're doing it for the, we can't, we got to do it for the pod. And then they wouldn't do it for the pod because they already watched it all. So some behind the scenes minutia. Yeah. Let let people behind the curtain in how some people don't respect the pod enough. Internal conflict at the pod. (laughs) Tweet, tweet at us. Let us know how upset you are. Tweet at Harrison Hoffman. Really, that's (laughs) what we got to do. H at Outlook.com. Oh, email. Oh, <laughs> they definitely loved it enough to like binge it, but then not enough to talk about it again. Like, what the hell? I don't know. Anyway, we get back to the show. Uh, so you get these eight people, and they're just well, like eight teams of people. Eight there's te- 16 so there's sixteen people. people. I had this problem with the Lego show too. There's just so many people <laughs> yeah. that I I can't put them together. They're Technically, like, there were less people than the Lego show, <laughs> though. Based on the empty tables, it started with more people than the Lego show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're given this dish. Well, I guess before the dish, they intro the celebrity judges, which I'll go over who they are. Um, we've got Hassan Minaj, which he does. Pa- What's the show? Patriot Act. Patriot Act on Netflix, which I find is pretty good. The current seasons I enjoy. I did not really like when he started, but they're pretty good. Though it's, I gotta laugh at Netflix's reality show gets celebrity judge who hosts a different Netflix show. Good job, <laughs> yeah. Netflix. You got that that synergy working hard. The NCU. I, uh, <laughs> then we've got R. Madhavan, which I I know nothing about this dude. He's Very, an Indian movie star. So if you know Indian movies, you probably know who he oh, is. He's an and we do not. He's an Indian actor, writer, and film producer. Oh, yeah. multi. Multi-talented. Uh, now I lost my spot for, and then we've got Rashmi. Rashmi, yeah, which is an Indian food expert, TV host, and multi-award winning author. So she seemed like she had the most authority throughout the show. So I guess, oh that yeah, kind of. She, she was the one who really was making the decisions on who was making the cut and not. Hassan Minaj got a decent amount of airtime quipping and stuff, and mm-hmm. then the yeah. third guy you could have cut him and not really lost. Yeah, it. that that was just a very poor pick. In other episodes, do they have a better third person? Are all three generally good, or is it just like still usually one or two? Like you always get like one good one, really, and then you kind of get like two that are just like, "Ah, eh, we can hang out and make jokes," or like, "Oh my god, he's on there, that's great." So mm-hmm. is it always like? So this had someone from India who might be known 
to North American audiences through Netflix, an actual food critic from India, and some rando celebrity who's popular in India, but rando to us. Wait, is Hassan from India? But clearly that was why he was chosen. He's Indian, but I I don't know. No, 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 that's not why he was chosen. We're talking about the other, the Indian actor. (laughs) So, So I meant like... Hassan is may not be from India, but he like he was clearly chosen for this episode because of like an Indian background and a Netflix connection. Like yeah. he's, I don't yeah. think he's native. I mean, anyway. I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to conjecture. Was, going in the corner. <laughs> going in the corner. I, I, like, I didn't mean to conjecture he was from India, but like clearly he had some Indian yeah, he, connection. He's the American connection. The American Indian connection. That's right. So is that kind of the 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 normal routine of there's three? One's an actual food critic. One has a connection, but is more known to North American audiences, and one is purely someone who would only be known if you knew things about that country. Is that it, or is that a that that was like what I kind of noticed? So like, I mean, for example, the first one I thought of when we started talking about this was Mexico. Like, episode one had Julio Chavez, Chavez and he's a boxer. Mm. Then you had Martha Higredera, who is a Mexican actress, and I think Mariana Camacho was uh, the famous like. Uh, food critic or like right. actual knowledgeable person. Yeah, it, it is common though that there's one food critic and then two well-known people generally in that country. It's rare for the other countries that you have like a well-known U.S. personality that has that heritage. That said, very much in the show, they play into like people from that country. Like all the backstories, they choose people based on if you're from that country. So like it's it's heavy up on that I don't know what you call it but like that stereotype. Um, wasn't this around the same time they had that like Ninja Warrior style show where they had a bunch of countries? Oh Beastmaster. Yeah. Beastmaster. This was definitely when Netflix was pushing the multiple country aspect because they're global. Yeah. Also, I guess on that note, the winner of the final table gets what? What do they? Nothing? You get you get a seat at the final table with all. What, what is the final table? Respect. Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus. <laughs> no, Sorry, but like so <laughs> uh for every show like uh for the um elimination part like they bring in like an actual master chef that's part of the table. Oh, so at the end there's 9 and then the 10th person is or is there 10 judges? I or think there's only 9. No, it never, it, it sounds episodes? like there's 10 episodes and so they like the Indian yeah. chef, the Michelin stars, comes back for the last episode as one of the nine in the final table that do the final judging. Yeah. And if you win, you become 13, though, the tenth or, person at the final table. Or do we ne- not include Jesus in this? Netflix really fucked up on this. Well, one. I think I forget. <laughs> like the last episode might, might, might be like a two-parter kind of thing. It says the finale, and it doesn't have listed any judges. So, it, like on Wikipedia, so I don't know. Yeah, somebody um, that watched the whole thing could tell me, but. Two, <laughs> two, the, two that updates. That was very subtle shade there, yeah. Chris. So much shade. Two updates. <laughs> two years ago, this. damn it. <laughs> Hassan's from Calif- California. Great. Yeah. So, so close that book. Um, the way the show ends, actually, because you get to a final chef, you notice there's pairs of chef on each team. How to get to one? The pair that gets to the end duels. That's lame. Just have the two of them win. No, there's only one seat at the table. <laughs> 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 Whatever, yeah. Uh, uh, so then they're they're given this dish, this butter chicken dish, but you can't use chicken. Mm-mm. And was... I don't really know what to say a lot about this challenge. Merv McConney. 
I remember like this challenge immediately because it was so fucking dumb. Like, I feel like if you don't have chicken in there, like there's a little bit of the flavor that's like just missing. So like you're trying to replace that, and it's not going to be the same. That that's the challenge, though, Brian. <sighs> How can you make it just as good without that that chicken? But like, also, butter chicken has one flavor. Like it's it tastes like there's not a whole range of butter chicken flavors. There's like kind of like ones that you like better than others, but like in general, just kind of like the curry kind of should taste the way it should taste. It's, there's no like it's not like oh like a hot dog where you've got like regular hot dog with New York Chicago dog tastes way different or like. But that's and, just like different stuff in it. Like I thought you were like no, but like <laughs> that's a bad example. But like there's certainly like coconut wide range of stuff you can do with a coconut. Like the like all of those dishes could be so vastly different. Whereas like the the butter curry, like uh, butter chicken, like I, I don't know. I feel like they were really ham fisted and constrained into what they could do. But then on the flip side, it's like if there's a way it's specifically supposed to taste, it's like did you nail it or not? And some people clearly did not with that <laughs> that bitterness. Yeah. I well, I, I would say the creativity was less in the flavor of the gravy. Right, like even though yeah. they seem to ding them hardcore and like the m- most minute aspects of the gravy, which seems way too minutia, it was much more on what are you going to use as the meat substitute in the presentation. Well, that's why they had to be so minutia about it because there, like, there wasn't anything else to critique. The whole other dish, and also they gave lassies. They didn't even taste the lassies most of the time, which was very disappointing. Well, they just didn't show them. I, th- I think they tasted them. They just didn't show it. Mm, mm, Who bad, knows? bad editing. Yeah. Right, quick, quick aside on showbizcheatseat.com. Oh, the winner website. wins both the favor of the judges and a seat at the final table, which is actually a physical table, but yeah. serves as the show's thematic symbol of victory. There are no cash prizes, book deals, or contracts waiting for the winner at the end of the journey, but competing chefs are technically already well-established in their countries and don't mind the exposure they've gotten from the 10 straight hours many of you have spent with them. That is So, a h- according to showbizcheatsheet.com, you get yeah. a whole bunch of nothing but some publicity. <laughs> it sounds legit. That's definitely why they can't find people for season two. Like, that just doesn't show them any respect. Uh, I mean, well, let's get into that later. Okay, I think okay. that there's a lot to talk about. Netflix there. could open the vault for season two if they want. Uh, so the other, so the well, wait, wait, hold on. This goes into our ongoing debate: how much did the chefs just get paid? Oh, they definitely got be, paid to be on the show. They got paid a per episode thing. Yeah, who got sure. paid more, the competing chefs or the judges' chefs? The judges. Yeah, like go, going to one of our fi- most favorite topics. How did the show get made? The, pr- <laughs> the, the production, production schedule. How, how, production many epi- schedule. how many episodes per day were they filming? We no, gotta, so we got <laughs> to go there. You got you got to jump to the end to really then wrap around your head. So the last episode, they have each of the celebrity chef judges at the same table. So they're all in the same room at once. Yet they made nine episodes prior to that. It's all right. My conjecture here is a week. Film a couple episodes a day, five days. I don't, I don't think it's a week. I think three a day. So. Day four, so. you film the final table. I just mm. don't think you could have these chefs cook for like eight hours. They're cooking like so. I wanted to get, and this is my next comment: is it's like mm. let's go. This challenge is sixty minutes, and these guys are just running like nonstop. They're like sweating. Oh, That's yeah. why I think that like in general, you probably can only do two a day. Like, just, you're not going to get good, the quality of cooking you need for the show. 
to do more than two a day. Mm. Especially if you end up like our boy, our, the one team that was in the final, the like bottom three twice or three times. Three like times. If, if you're like in that, in the same day. Ash. Ash and Andy. Yeah. So Alex. you're definitely going to get kicked out. You're like, mm. the quality of your performance is going to be pretty low. Especially for a show like this where like they're trying to be top of the top. Like they're not trying to be they're trying to be the iron chef, the like top chefs. They're not trying to be like nailed it where they're the bottom chef. Film like fifty of those a day. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, if you think of professions that have stamina, it's like chefs in the medical field, right? Like they do like those crazy shifts. It's true. You you might be right. They're they're kind of trained to go for twelve hours, so like yeah, maybe this is a light day for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, they got <laughs> to cook, cook three, three dishes. Hours. Yeah, cook for three, maybe six hours. You know, at the worst. Yeah. So maybe you're right. I don't know. I it's guaranteed not to be over two weeks. We like an episode a day would be stretching it. I think, but mm-hmm. yeah. still possible. Well, I mean, do you think like they got to get a new audience in? You know, is it a new audience every time? Un- unclear, right? I but doubt it. That's a long That's time. It's part of the production schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really need to get an interview with people so we get a better handle. So we have cogent responses is, is, to this. Is Ash available? I feel Ash might be available. So somebody tweeted Ash. Can we get some production schedule? Somebody, aka Noah. Can you, <laughs> I'm going to get us someone who's a producer of a reality TV show that can actually talk about it. Though. Yeah, no one want anyone. It'll, it'll be our first real guest <laughs> host. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I think we just gotta we get Harrison ABC going Temptation Island and then we just get all get all the, <laughs> all the deets all the inside. I'm not sure they're allowed to talk about it though. <laughs> we'll 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 get it in the contract. It's fine. Okay. I I, I did say uh, a guy I used to work with is on the current season of Survivor. Oh, uh, wait, the winner season? Yeah, yeah. So he's a winner. Yeah, yeah. He's a winner. He's gone is it, back. Is it Boston oh, yeah, Rock? Yeah, yeah. You work with Boston Rock? Yule. Yule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We watched that season. Me and. My girlfriend watched that season between the last two. Yeah, I used to work like very sparingly with him, and now he works at Google. Yeah, he like tried to be a reality show host too after Wait, was that yeah. his first the, season of Survivor. Was that one of the race war seasons? Yeah, he oh, oh, winner of race wars. Mm-hmm. You, you worked with the guy who won a race war. That, yeah. that, that's intense. You should have talked to him about race wars. Very nice guy. Can we get him on the pod? Um, I'll message him. I, I mean, I, I, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but yeah, I mean, hi. he definitely seems very nice. Like, he's he super seems, nice. Yeah, he seems like a very like straight laced kind of guy. He, which he's is like, like amazing, shocking he, yeah. for like a Survivor contestant, <laughs> let alone a Survivor winner. Right. Yeah. But this was. I think tw- that might have been the last season I watched live. It was uh, season thirteen, so this is well, that sounds about right. Like thirty seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Chris, quick interruption. What? Uh, Hard seltzer are we sponsored by this week? Because we've been uh, we've been sponsored by hard <laughs> seltzers most of <laughs> the last month. <laughs> uh, uh, don't, sorry. don't cough into the mic, dude. It was into my armpit. Supposedly that's okay. Yeah, now. Well, well, like push the mic to the side. We don't need that on the. I wasn't sure if you recognized that was a fake cough. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> to, for our sponsor, <laughs> yeah, our sponsor. Uh, so Corona decided they're gonna release their hard seltzer right at a good time. You know. If you're in the U.S., Corona's the in the news. Good yeah. job, Corona. Good what job, I Corona. So we got some Corona seltzers this week. I think they're pretty good. They're definitely like they're not they're not like my favorite, but they're very like refreshing to drink, which is what you really need. They they are good. I wonder if in the marketing department at Corona, so there is a maxim in marketing that. You know, um, any news is good news, right? You're just getting your brand out there. <laughs> I wonder if they're like, you know what? 
our brand's getting out there all the time. We got to push the pedal to the metal. I don't know. I, I mean, this was definitely clearly planned. There's like, so every time, I mean, I don't know how much of a tangent we want to get into, but every time I go to the grocery store, there's at least, there's one new like, seltzer brand, and there's like four I haven't tried. So like, Nuts. I'm just working my way through, and like, yeah, so each Sam, week's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say every time you go to the grocery store, I say every time I come to Chris's apartment, I open the fridge, <laughs> there's new seltzer brands in there. It's true. I mean, when you drink a lot, when you when we're over here, you know, half the box goes away, so I got to replenish. So. Yeah. Sometime I got to actually just bring you a, a seltzer box as like a compensation. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. We did, We definitely owe you. That's okay. Uh, all right. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> this like I don't really know what else to talk about, but anyway, so they're making this butter chicken for sixty minutes, and people are replacing it with cauliflower and like eggplant and there was somebody that replaced it with an egg yeah. which that was nut. that dish looked nuts like the most unique dish for sure uh, they crushed it there, there was, was a paneer kofta uh there was a somebody made like the sauce like pumpkin oh pumpkin yeah uh like yeah. halloween there was just like <laughs> it was going by so fast and i didn't like this is one of the things i don't really like about this show is like there's all these things it's on there for like 20 seconds. I don't even get a chance to think about what this thing's going to taste like. And then it's gone. And there's just like random words thrown at me that I have no idea what they mean or how they were taste. They're just like at a different level of culinary, like stuff that I'm more like used to. That it's, it's just, I don't know. But the, the counter to that is this show's moving. Yeah. And that's something we tend to appreciate of like, it doesn't waste its time recapping. And showing you too much of the same thing. Like, it's going. It's got challenge one. It's moving through it. Gets on to the next one. Like, it, it, it's trying to keep you going through the, through the thing. I mean, it's, it's moving. And the music, like, is crazy. It feels like I'm in a Mission Impossible movie. For sure. It's good production on the show, too. Like, the, the mm-hmm. set's real nice, real fancy looking. There's a lot of, like, fancy light stuff going on. Like, they're definitely... Netflix didn't skimp on making this look like a real nice-looking show. Producers are really good for the show. Unsure who who did it, but every chef on the show is incredible. The bar so high. Um, clearly, they're getting like decent talent to be the the judges as well. Like they, whoever made made this, they know what they're doing. Um, should we go to the next challenge? Let's do it. So the bottom three go to this next challenge. Well, what? Ha- why were people generally the bottom three? I have no idea. The lack of sweetness in the butter chicken. So supposedly butter chicken has to have a hint of sweetness. And people will uh, just didn't catch yeah, it. Yeah, this is just not, l- not too much sweetness, but right. can't be too bitter either. Right. Like it, it was just the most minutiae of that's sauce. What, I mean, detail. that's what I complained about. It's like this dish is like so specific that yeah. they're getting kicked off because it's not sweet. Like, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I I got a couple of so these are all teams of two. Do they explain in earlier episodes how these people get paired up? Like, you know, on, on Lego show, it seemed mostly it was people that knew each other and stuff. But there was the one that's like met on the Lego internet corner. How do, how do these people know each other? Because some of them are from different countries. Like, do, do we know? Yeah. I mean, there was at least like one where they talked about like a trip that they went on and like, oh, this is the dish that they had. So I'm pretty sure like they all knew each other. I don't, I think Maybe. it's, it, they could or could not. I don't think that yeah. there's like, because like it said, oh, 
the thing that I read was like that the, each chef was paired with a fellow chef that they knew from their personal or professional life before the event. So theoretically, they either work together or are friends. Got it. That according yeah. to Wikipedia, Be, like, you can tell like there's some relationships like uh, Alex and Ash like pretty tight. They took a vacation together, and other chefs like they might have like crossed paths professionally at some random point, you know. But it's like, oh yeah, you okay? I mean, the, there was that Indian woman like they clearly weren't friends, right? So like. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You also see, and I'm curious about what the term, but like, there's way more male male pairings than other options on this show. And like, did it start off that way, or has the judging been one sided so far through the, the competition? I honestly don't remember. It's been a it's been a bit like I mean it's been a bit and we we decided that we weren't going to do S one E one. We decided we jumped in right. the middle. So. so James and Angel were eliminated the first week. Colin and Colibri were eliminated second week. Shin and Ronald third week. Jessica and Johnny fourth week. Alex and Ash this week. So it seems so, like there were not a lot of two not, women. Not a lot teams. of women in this. Like there was James and Angel. Maybe they were man and woman. I don't know. I mean, you can go deep in the internet. There's a lot of chatter about how. Male dominated and sexist, like the high re- restaurant world is, right? Yeah, and so well, yeah, Netflix can can go the extra mile to find those those diamonds in the rough. They they should have, yeah. Anyway, second challenge. Second so challenge. We've got spoiler alert. Ash and what? Who? What's Alex? Alex. Alex and Ash. They're in there. The only people I remember for a very specific reason. Uh, then. Uh, We've got the judge, which was Vinit Bhatia. Mm-hmm. And he was a Michelin star chef in is. London. Yeah. Well, he is. And I guess India, which was, they had like this blurb. He got the most screen time for like one person. Of this he had a nice show. backstory thing of, so he was a chef in India. He kind of was unhappy with how rigid he felt India cuisine was. Moved to London. <coughs> set up a whole empire in London, got a Michelin star, at least one Michelin star, and eventually came back to India with the sort of the clout to do things differently with Indian cuisine. One minutia I want to bring up is that they said that this was the first Indian restaurant in 110 years or something to get a Michelin star. Like, how old is this Michelin star thing? Like, what what is a Michelin star minutia? Does anyone know? Yeah, so... Michelin, the maker of tires, wanted to promote uh, people taking road trips and going traveling. And so they created the Michelin Guide for restaurants um, to promote traveling. Um, over time, that turned into then this like very high society of food, food ratings. That's, that's about it. The first Michelin Guide was literally in 1900. So okay. he could have been the first, when he says the first in a hundred years, like the first one ever to be in the Michelin Guide. If, if that's true, then he, that was the first in a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, that's a lot. That's pretty institutional at that point. Like a, over a hundred years mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, no, getting a Michelin star is the institution. There is no other rating that compares. W- what about Zayed, dude? 
No one cares about Zag anymore. Yeah. As, <laughs> as someone who doesn't know much about restaurants, Mission Star is a huge deal. No, I know. I'm messing with you. <laughs> and you get one or two or three, and like you get three, you're like insane. You get that six dollar price tag on Google Maps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got five stars <laughs> on Yelp. What up? <laughs> <laughs> Qu- quick tangent. On on my honeymoon, we were in the south of France. I went to this random restaurant. We thought it was a random restaurant that was highly rated. And we weren't dressed up that nice. And then it turned out it had a Michelin star. And my wife was like, should we like maybe not go here? I was like, ah, it's fine. And they sat us like as close to the door as possible <laughs> and away from like the nice part of the restaurant. Oh, the, I thought you were going to say the back near the kitchen. I don't know. I didn't think it was terrible. Like they were, we were near the dessert tray, so people kept coming to get like the dessert tray to show everyone else and stuff. But <laughs> it was, I, I enjoyed it. No, I mean, no regrets. I've been to a Michelin star restaurant in New York, which is like a sushi restaurant. Mm. Not my favorite. It's like they just kind of like it's one of those kind of tasting menus where they just gonna the chef gives you whatever they think you're gonna like. Oh, Makase, like not my thing, really. Anyway, back to this challenge of coconut. Coconut. I'm very so. It's all the challenges. The last challenge, just like some random ingredient, and like. Does it is it the idea that it just has to be featured? Like you have to be able to taste it. Can't just be in it. Correct. Can't yeah. just be like we put some coconut over the top. We use coconut oil to like cook it. Yeah. It has to be central to the your final. Exactly. Dish. Yeah. So the show format is the same every episode, right? Like cook a dish first, and you balance like how creative you want to get with that dish. Um, then the second challenge is there is an ingredient that represents a country that the chef chooses. And yeah, it has to be prominent in the dish, right? So if you chose coconut, it was like, yeah, we have like coconut in the background. It'd be like, no, the challenge was coconut. Yeah. And a show we haven't done, but like this sounds a lot like Iron Chef where there's a, com- a competitor against a well-known chef and there's an ingredient and you've got to make the ingredient like the centerpiece of your dishes. Mm-hmm. So these three people, two of them make some sort of fish dish, and somebody makes a lamb dish. As soon as two people are doing a fish dish, you're like, the lamb dish people are good. Like, yeah. well, they're going to get rid of one of these fish that, dishes. The comparison sure. becomes very ripe when you make the same dish. Yeah. Um, and there was, like, uh, the guy was very, way more interested in how, in, like, the cooking Compared to the three celebrity judges in the first challenge, or at least what we saw. That's pretty consistent. Could be like a time thing where like they have like eight more, they have five more groups of people cooking. So you don't have enough time to like go over how much they cared. But it makes sense that like you have celebrity judges, they're focused on one set of things. And you have an actual like Michelin star chef. He's looking at a different set of criteria of what he thinks is good cuisine. But even when they were cooking, he was like, oh, are you doing this? What are you doing? Like, he was way more interested. And, like, he tried some things and gave some tips and pointers. Like, that, I think, was the almost the best part, was that he went through, actually gave some, like, tasted it, tried it, and gave, like, his personal opinion, which some of these shows don't, like, tend to do. I think he was great. I'm curious, like, how, if that's just a theme throughout all these episodes, or if it's just, like, he was actually, like, a really good final judge chef to come in and, and do this because I thought he was super interesting to listen to and, and get his take on stuff. Yeah. Every episode that's con- consistent. The chef goes around and they give like very specific feedback uh, which is fascinating, 
right? And a lot of times the contestants, they, they adjust. And, like, when the chef's then tasting the food evaluate, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. All right, cool. You know? I mean, you have to. If you've, mm-hmm. We've seen enough of these things. If you don't, you're out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the U.S. episode is really cool with that. They had um, his name like Grant Schatz or something like that. He runs um, Alinea in Chicago, which is known for usually being like, one of the best restaurants in the world, if not the best. Um, and he gives very good feedback. You give Grant a chats mm. if it is enunciated any way it's spelled. Um, so they get to judging these things. The lamb dish, he complains that it is too sweet. Uh, and the fish dish by our friends Alex and Ash was overcooked. And the other dish, he loved. No negative things according to what we saw. Yeah. And so Alex and Ash were gone. And that was the end of the episode. It was funny. The one with, like, Graham and Aaron, like, he put on his glasses, and then... (laughs) Oh yeah, the la- the lamb, not lamb, second fish dish. Yeah, and then you made the comment. He's looking for the flavor. That's <laughs> true. I did make that comment. That was funny. Guy be looking for that flavor. <laughs> gotta gotta find that flavor. It was but, odd that he put his glasses on. Well, he also made the comment before that. He's like, "Are you sure you really like focus on the flavor? Are you really sure?" And did you like, get did you get Guy Fieri in here? You going to Flavor Town? <laughs> it's Guy Fieri Day. <laughs> Flavor Town. Um, and you want to have any other minutia that one I get into? There is a very Ryan Seacrest like host. Let's talk about the host a little bit. Who does have the the bon- the bona fides? Uh, he's editor at large for Bon Appetit. So even though he looks like a Ryan Seacrest type, he actually got the good shit. Okay. How do you feel he was as the host of the show? Was he too Ryan Seacrest for you? He's whatever. Um, That's what you want. You want him to be whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do got to say to his credit, sometimes he does come out with a really good insight when he's going around diff- different tables in other episodes. In this episode, he's kind of whatever. He's just not, like, that's not his job, though. Like, would you rather have Will Arnett as the host of this show? No. Would you rather have Amy Poehler as the host Well, of this I might want Will Arnett for this show because it's, I'll, for me, it's too intense. Like, I need like we need I need some calm moments. There's no calm moments in this show. We're just yeah. moving. Yeah, I, I gotta say to the host credit, because he has he this is his domain food, he does pull like r- rabbits out of a hat sometime, right? Because he actually understands what people are up to and doing. Um I think actually it's probably a missed opportunity for the show that he could actually step up and deliver a, a lot of really interesting information. They probably push him to be like, no. Just smile and walk just, around. Just Seacrest. Just yeah. Seacrest. Yeah. I don't have any problems with the host. He he is meh, and that's fine. Uh, I have something to talk about in terms of, like, cooking shows. Just, like, they're just, like, not really my thing for, like, we've talked about before. We're like, okay, what? So this makes sense. You're the top of the top chefs, right? So, like, you've set a category. A lot of shows, it's hard to have a category. Like, this is top of the top chefs. But at the top of the top, I have a hard time imagining what these things taste like. Like, they can describe them. They can kind of give you an idea. But at the end of the day, we're moving, and I have no idea what these things taste like. I have no idea who these people are because we're just moving too quick. So, like, in terms of just, like, the show, it's... 
I'm missing something. I'm missing a reason to watch the show other than, you know, see who gets eliminated. What about the food porn, though? That's my problem. Like, I don't know how to... Food porn, like, you show me a Philly cheesesteak, like, a pizza or something. Like, (laughs) I understand how that would taste or, like... Things, but like when we get to this top, top echelon of Michelin star food, like how am I supposed to like? How am I supposed to? You can't imagine that butter chicken cauliflower in your mouth. <laughs> no, you're you're mixing up hardcore food porn, which is what you're talking about with pizza and Philly cheesesteaks. Like it's like brutal and rough um, <laughs> versus a soft core food porn, which we're watching here, which is like very delicate and artistically <laughs> put down. Um, yeah. Two different categories. You know? I mean that's fine. Yeah, I, I there the one chef uh he went to the final uh the bottom three. He was like the tall guy with the the necklaces. Um I forgot his name, but on the show he has like an art background. So everything he does, it's literally like a work of art. It's bananas. They didn't do this on the this episode he did the mango dish, which kinda looked whatever. But uh he's just very fun to watch. So again, like soft core. No, soft I mean core. I can see it. it's I mean it's somewhat it's compelling. It's just, I think it's missing something. Yeah. Th- th- that is a tricky dimension of food shows, right? Because they always have to describe the taste. And there's only so many words that are probably out there to get into the taste. Yeah. I, not just that, but like for these, since there's like so many shows, like you have to come up with something unique to do for like this new show to like justify it. So it's just going to get crazier and crazier and push them to the limit. And I'm sure it tastes good, but like you're never going to have a dish like that in your life. Like, just never, because it's only going to be for this show. Yeah, I don't think you're going to any of these guys' restaurants where they're like, ca- butter cauliflower. No. Why wouldn't like, they just go with the fucking regular be, stuff? Yeah, it's just not going to be a thing. I don't know. So is there an opportunity here for Amazon, who is a video service and a delivery service, <laughs> to be like, every time you pop on Final Table Amazon, Ooh. like butter chicken shows up at your house, and you can eat butter chicken <laughs> while you're watching the show. Or order it. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to get the dishes on the show, personally. What but if like, they give you the ingredients? You're watching the butter chicken episode, and you get butter chicken delivered to your house. Is that a, a, an opportunity? That is also good, you know, because there, there is the... It, it's a, a generalized dish, right? The U.S. episode, they do, like, Thanksgiving meal. Right. Um, See, yeah. there's so much room to go Thanksgiving meal. Butter chicken? Come on. Thanksgiving meal is by far the most interpretive. Like, like, you make whatever yeah, you want there. So it sounds like you just don't like the episode we picked. Maybe. It's too specific. Yeah. I've Usually it's a specific it. dish. It's. I think that was the only episode actually. It was like, there's like 12 things that come to the Thanksgiving meal. I like you know? in the, the USA episode that the judges are Dax Shepard and Colin Hanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dak Shepard, my, my boy. I felt too stereotypical picking the U.S. one. No, I'm glad we didn't pick the U.S. one. We, 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 you know, we, you might have enjoyed it better. It I a, might have. It was a better, you know, overall sense of the show. I think but you don't get Vinny Batia, who's very good. He was good. Uh, ratings. All right, Brian, what do you got for me? I don't think I can rate it like anything lower than the top because I watched the entire thing. <laughs> so I, I, it's definitely on the bottom of the top. There's. There's some problems, but I really enjoyed this. I would love a season two, but if they're not paying them, I don't think you're going to get the same talent. Rob, what do you got? I I I'd agree. I think this one goes in the top. I think as a food show goes, this was a pretty good food show. Good production value. Good sort of an interesting kind of gimmick to kind of keep it going while still following kind of the, the normal kind of uh, 
formula for food shows. I, I thought it was pretty compelling. I like I like the every different episode is a different country theme as your gimmick. I think that's a pretty good way to do it. What do you got, Noah? Very few reality shows do I continue to watch. They're selling Sunset, a marvelous up. I know. Just like that, the entire (laughs) argument is gone. (laughs) The entire audience is like, well, we don't care about your opinion. Um, No, but uh, like similar to Brian, you know, I binge this. Um, I really like it. I'm a fan of the speed. Um, There can be improvements on some critical detail, but as far as the genre of reality, TV, uh, it's got to go top of the top up there with the Deadliest Catch. Top of the diet? Deadliest Catch is nothing, barely anything to do with food. No, it's no. It's the pre-food stage. It's how you get food. No, reality genre that, and the stuff we watched oh, here. That Give me snapper that was in Final Table, you only get that because of Deadliest Catch. <laughs> so if you go back to my ratings over time, I think this is yeah. the third show I put top of the top. Yeah. Or go second. back and listen and keep your, keep your own notes. <laughs> that back catalog. <laughs> like, like keep your own notes. Uh, Noah's really done a turnaround of being very consistently putting shows in the bottom third to putting a decent number of shows in the top third. I, it's like, been a big I, turnaround. I, I have noticed this. The, the more you watch. Yeah. I, I, I hope my a, critical eye is not like getting more dull. But I mean, that's a g- good stack ranking. If you know, you know It ends up balancing out. That's what, you want to, that's what you want to see. Yeah. These are buckets. These aren't like we're not telling you to compare them against all tv shows anyway on that note uh i'm i'm obviously more negative about the show than everyone mm. so i think it's a middle third show but if you're gonna press me this this would be a top third food show food shows are probably my least favorite show and i kind of <laughs> keep that away for the pot a lot because I don't want to watch them, so we don't watch them. So, like, in terms of food shows, like, it was pretty good. Like, but in general, just the standard competition show with people I didn't care about, with people I didn't know. I, it's just like, I expect more from like these competition shows. I mean, that, that, that's just where I'm at. Fair. Uh, Rob, I need the Ooh. update. You got the update? I, I got the update for you. And I got, I got some very, very troubling news. <gasps> I, I don't know if the mass Singer really has a good gauge of, of, of who should go home and who shouldn't. I, I, Are you I'm saying not, it's not like a true competition? I'm, I'm not sure you can trust the process. This, this is what, <laughs> what I'm saying. So this week, the person who went home was the mouse. And the mouse turned to be Dion Warwick. And this is a theme of older African-American women that sing really well and don't dance. And there's now a theme of mass singer cares more about good dancing than good singing. <laughs> and this is part of the Gronk problem I've been complaining about. And now it's, it's, it's spilling out into other things of like, I don't know what their criteria is, but like if you are just a good, have a good voice and just stand there and sing, you get kicked off versus someone who can't sing but is just. It's, it's all about the performance. Around. It's all about the performance, and I, it's 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 no good. So, so this is the second group of. Six. So we got we got Diane Warwick's got kicked out. We got Shaka Khan got kicked out. Season one, we had Patti LaBelle got kicked out pretty early, and it's just, this is the theme of these. Women who are older with a lot of soul in their voice, and they just don't dance, they just sing, and they're getting kicked out too early, and it's, it's not right. So, counterpoint, like, 
like demographics aside, like if you go to a concert and like they're not putting on a show, like you're going to be really bored really quickly, even if they are a really good performer or sorry, singer. Like it's a whole act, like just like going on stage. I mean, to some degree, that's true, but there's clearly worse people not going home. That's that, the problem. See, that that's what <laughs> I want to see. I brought this up when we talked about the show the first time. Was like, what are they getting kicked out for? It's mm-hmm. unclear. Are they getting kicked out for their voice? Like the first season, it seemed like that was the case, but now you know that you can you can make that that sure that's like not the case. Like the voice is still an important part of it, but like each season, it feels less and less like the voice is the key, and that's uh, that's a problem. It should be the masked performer. <laughs> That's not the name of the show, Noah. No, but I'm saying, based on what, you, what, what you're saying, the expectation should not be your singing capability. Are you sure it's just, like, the not the mass promotion show? Or, like, you get kicked off when you have, like, your thing you're trying to promote like, coming up this week? <laughs> that would not surprise me. I mean, Lil Wayne did get kicked <laughs> off, and then the next day I <laughs> yeah. saw Lil Wayne's new album. So there was definitely... Was who was the person I kicked off last week? Diane Warwick. No, the week before that. Before that was Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. It's like Tony Hawk has a documentary or something coming out. Right. Oh, he has it coming out. But like you couldn't kick it off like in two more weeks. It would be fine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it's just like... Tony Hawk was a reasonable, was a boot out. I think I think Dine Warwick should have stuck around for at least one more week. There's so many more contestants left. There's so many contestants. It's... There's six contestants we haven't even seen yet. <laughs> this the... is so nutty. <laughs> When's the next season start? <laughs> June? Well, we have uh... July. I don't know. I we have a bet on this. I said September, so we'll see. Okay. See what happens. To their credit, they have the most I don't know heartwarming, enjoyable uh, names for the characters. Banana, astronaut. What is so heartwarming about banana? It's just funny. Can like, you, I, I, like, can you explain this to me? They're just all over the place. Like, like they're gotta, not trying. It's I, just funny. I got a picture for you, Chris. I think the taco. Yeah. And I said this before the judges said it, is Seth MacFarlane, yeah. who, A, has the Fox connection, Family Guy, a bunch of other shows, but he's the Taco's been singing these, like, old-timey, you know, like, Frank Sinatra kind of songs, and Seth MacFarlane is definitely, that's kind of his jam, is to do stuff like that. So, so. did it air tonight? There's a new episode tonight that I don't know the, yeah, the results. Yeah, I'll, I'll so just say, like, the Wikipedia page. No, yeah. no spoilers, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. Just just keep, keep that internet corner in check. It, the, the corner's in the pocket. <laughs> so uh, I've been keeping up with uh, Lego Masters. Ooh. Uh, it's definitely just, it's kind of, uh, there's still too many people on the show, but I'm starting to get to know them, like, the more, as, like, the more I watch it, which uh, probably would happen if I kept watching the show, I don't know. But, uh. They're, they're kind of fun. It's just kind of fun to see what people make because they're like, can be so wildly out there. And the second challenge was really cool. They like built uh, things and then they destroyed them. They like Ooh. took like a baseball bat or dropped them from like the balcony. And that was that was kind of cool. So was there like value in how little got destroyed or in how well it got destroyed? It was or? all about how well it got destroyed. So like if you if it didn't fully get destroyed, you got points docked. Oh. And like the one couple that we thought was like did really really bad the first week. Yeah. That like never met before the, the show. The ones who met on on, on Lego the, Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still on the show. What? Oh. 
still on the show. Oh, damn it. Hey, now. <laughs> I don't remember if we had any bets on that show, but... We didn't have any official bets. Yeah. And, uh, which I is get, good for me, because I would have bet against that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were pretty close to getting kicked off the second episode. But they, they've definitely turned around. They're like, last episode, they were in the top two. Damn. So... Yeah, they they definitely you know I think they they made up slash so, made out a bit. So they banged, and now they've unlocked <laughs> they, their Lego skills. They've uh, you know released that tension. There was a lot of tension in the first episode. Dude, the challenges in that show are so long. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen hours. Is what I heard. <laughs> so the last challenge was like eight and six. They had like no. eight hours. Then they had a secondary six hours. Damn. Have they uh, had the Duplo challenge yet? Or not yet? No, yeah. Oh, really. do you think it's gonna be a challenge? I, I hope so. That'd be great. Oh, there yeah. was this one challenge where somebody was trying to like, they had like 10 hours, I think, and they were trying to make half a car attached to like this pinata and they just failed. They like, they Ooh. just didn't do it. And they got kicked off because it was not f- complete. Mm. I it's mean, just, if your like, thing is not complete, hours. you should get kicked off. But they have 10 hours. Like, what are you doing? You just like make it and then make the details better. Like, what, like they're just, they're they, just just didn't, on, they just didn't finish. They're just drawn on that iPad for two hours. Like, yeah. well, like well, what are you doing? Uh, Writing words like cow. <laughs> I just hope on the Duplo episode they bring in Diplo and they just party down. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone else have any other updates they want to go over? All right, well, you can find us on Twitter at WhoWithThisOn. You can find us on Facebook.com slash WhoWithThisOn. You can ask questions and, ju- and suggestions at WhoWithThisOn at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next time. Coconut.